what's up everyone it's left look and today is sunday april 16th and i'm here with my two best buddies dj hello and jacob hello brother julian hello brother jacob welcome everyone to the show um you know i guess if you're here if you've already made it this far like odds are you're tuning like you know 30 seconds retention rate these days you're gonna stay right yeah, if you've stayed this long, you're gonna listen to the whole hour. Or you could skim. Like even if people skimmed, right? I'd take that lesson. I'd take that <laughs> hit. Yeah, that counts. Alright. Should I do my uh my intro? Here? Yeah, we loved the yeah. intro. Yeah. Right. I, I don't right. think you need to ask permission. I think uh, I think the running gag should just be you do it. Yeah. Even just, just as right we're talking. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. whenever just Maybe like, even it's a just surprise. interrupt us. Like it has to be done. It's like a corporate thing. <laughs> That's fair. All right. You need Canadian a podcast from Hitchens. We'll be taking a look at Canadian international arts culture and entertainment to provide you with an eye self and perspective. Also, due to podcast, independent delist, you've got to new new passion around survey arts, life culture, and diversity. Small Canadian and international pour vous offer une perspective impartial et de <laughs> Yo, when do we hire a chipmunk? So that's not bad, right? I that's love that good. there's still a hiccup in it in the middle. <laughs> you can still <laughs> I hear it stumbling over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be on brand, yeah. right? Fuck, that was yep, so, so good. I half expected it to be that when you said you had a new soundboard thing <laughs> you wanted to try out, but I didn't expect the chipmunk uh, effect. That was really good. That was good. Well, it's just sped yeah. up. It's just sped up. It's just it's sped up. I wanted to give us an extra twenty seconds this week to talk about something really important. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? New new pecheron is one of the most important phrases <laughs> known to man. Yeah, but I think. Like maybe next week I can stretch it out to like maybe like two or three minutes and then that that'll lead up some more time. That would be funny. Just, Just a like really oh, we've, slow. One. We've got a sl- yeah, we've got a slow week. So here's the slow recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is a big um, week. A big week in news. Not a not like a world news event, but just a mm-hmm. fun week to have been a news consumer you know what i mean just a fun week to be alive. Yeah. Uh, wow, that weather. Am I right? Oh, gorgeous outside. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Unseasonably. Yeah, that's not a word, but you know what I yeah. mean. Unseasonally. I, I, say it, I say it as a joke at the end of every episode. Fuck. I say it as a joke at the end of every episode, but summer is really fucking common right it's, now. It's really, yeah, it's peaking its head in. It's trying to, like, it's beating spring over the head with a two by four. You should, <laughs> yep. you should check the weather that's going to be coming this week, Julian, because I know what it's going to be around me, and I can just assume it's going to be twice as bad where you're at. Uh yeah, it's been warm this week. It's gonna be cold next week. Very that's cold. Fine. Very cold. The the seasonal outlook for the summer is not good. No, it's, hot, hot, hot. It's hellfire and damnation. It was thirty degrees this week in April. Yep. Hot <laughs> as Canada. tater tot. I I said that my brother <laughs> on air uh, last recording that uh, he bought a, a golf net right. I've been hitting it, and I take, like, five swings outside, and I'm like, wow, that's sun, and I just go inside again. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I, I've been going out for my daily walks, and, uh, you know, I'm wearing pants around the house because my, my brain says it's April. Uh, I should have pants on. And I go out to walk my dog, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, no, I can't go out dressed like this. I have to wear the summer gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the summer no gear. Pants. I gotta, I gotta suit up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I get like sweaty debuff. I get like a miserable debuff because it's too warm. 
Exhaustion starts creeping up. I just can't have that. Climate minus two. Climate anxiety debuff. Minus two to diplomacy because of your misery. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, the misery debuff is is one of the worst. Terrible, terrible. It's a base score reduction too, right? That affects all Uh your rolls. Oh yeah, yeah. That's everything. Uh, And usually the the worst part, right? You know, on its own, uh, it's manageable, but it's never on its own. It's usually there's lethargy with it. You get the depression. (laughs) stat reduction too it's just it's a it's a death spiral mm-hmm. all right yeah and hopefully we don't give anybody misery with this episode well i i hope we, we wouldn't lots do that people misery I, I really hope our episodes bring misery worldwide because as a left-leaning <laughs> channel we we appeal to what 11 12 percent of the population oh right? that's i that's oof, that's ideal yeah, honestly, ideal. <laughs> and uh, well, I I was excluding the tankies. They're they're something like two or three percent of the population. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But, um. E- either way, the liberals thirty percent of the population, and then the conservatives mm-hmm. another twenty five thirty percent of the population, and then reactionaries mm-hmm. are their own fifteen percent of the population. They're uh, they are the only thing we can achieve with them talking to them is to piss them off in a way that's funny enough to some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've done a lot of market research for the show, just by the way. Yeah, played a lot of Victoria too. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. may not come across in the recordings, but we've we've looked at the numbers. Yeah, Charles didn't make us, but uh, we did it. We did. We did it. It was homework. I did my homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're fucking. We were so fucking good at homework in school, weren't we, guys? No, I was oh. terrible. Uh, I yeah, was, I, I had my slip ups. I was quoting a, a Stacey Abrams commercial. She goes, "I, I did my homework." Terrible, oh. terrible commercial. But anyways, uh, uh, you, you lost me at Stacey Abrams. Yeah, is she a tank? <laughs> the M1A1, Stacey Abrams. That's how. Yeah. That's who it's named after. That senator from Georgia. Stacey Abrams. <laughs> I, uh, Stacey Abrams. Okay, sure, whatever. I'm sure it would be more like Macy's Abrams. Macy's Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come uh, on, it's an American tank. Yeah, yeah. I just assumed they'd name it after some tribe they slaughtered, but Abrams definitely sounds like a general or someone yeah. historical. Yeah, there you go. Proud American machinery. Yeah. Made overseas by slaves. <laughs> but Jacob, you had you had news you wanted to share. Yeah, I had what's news? the good news week? What news? Oh, I thought we were into your article. I'll do something first. Oh though. well, we 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 can do. It. You you were just talking about the good news. It's been good news. A good week for news. Not I thought a, you were segueing. It was, it was not a good news week. Like there was no uh-huh. good news, but there was. It was a good week to be a consumer of news. Is what I said. Ah, uh, uh, that is true. That is uh, what you said. I guess I'll start with the uh, the National Airmen. Uh, did you guys see this on uh, any news channel? That just like the, a teensy uh, bit. Yeah, all they really just like showed the headlines. On any, yeah, all the headlines showed was that this 21 year old was arrested uh, by the military, basically for mm-hmm. uh, giving out leaked documents and secrets to 
enemies and foreign agents and things like that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, but what he really did was leak documents to a Discord server of 15-year-olds who like to talk mm-hmm. about war video games. And he was 21, and he just happened to have some tech skills. And he uh-huh. was the guy they went to on this National Guard base that in, I don't even know, Michigan or some shit like that? It doesn't even matter. I think Massachusetts. Massachusetts, thank you. Still, like, he's a reserve soldier, a 21-year-old reserve soldier, and he's given out major, major secrets to the world of the United States, uh, you know, secret intelligence, military, uh, industrial Yeah, not conflict. a good look. Yeah. Well. And he's doing it on Discord. It's like a very War Thunder experience, you know? Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask if that's where this started. They, uh... They started on a a bigger Discord server apparently that was like a War Thunder derivative kind of discussion server where they you could just discuss any kind of tactics on any kind of war game, mm-hmm. and that they okay. wanted to more privately talk about it amongst themselves. So they formed this own their own server, and most uh, most of them were you know sixteen or so. And this one guy who was yeah. twenty one just you know dropped these documents that are super secret to get clout with these meme lords that he liked. <laughs> You know, and and it's it's well known. It's it's common knowledge that fifteen year olds are are always enemies of the state. They can't be trusted. The twenty one year old had like uh, the one in the Air National Guard had really anti government views. Mm. How <laughs> he had uh, access to these documents? I haven't revealed the documents yet because mm-hmm. I was so shocked that uh, they didn't talk about them on any news channel, right? Because I, I looked into it, and the the big ones that I saw were crazy, crazy news, right? Like, mm-hmm. people should be freaking yeah. out about the news. The The first one I saw was that the, uh, the British and the Americans have special forces inside the Ukraine right now. So many. Fighting. So many units. Yeah, right? And they said uh, 50 units, uh, right? And 17 units for the Americans. And I don't know what the fuck a unit is, right? But it's definitely not one guy. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> and uh, so that's no good, right? <laughs> We're at war with a nuclear-armed country. And the uh, the other thing that came out that I just thought was so great. It, it, actually, I really liked this because it, it felt validating as fuck. The the Pentagon thinks the Ukrainians are going to lose this war. <laughs> they, they think they got no <laughs> chance, right? Like... They're like, this summer offensive is not only not happening, but they're fucking toast, like, a year out from now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gotta hedge your bets. I, I did make a bet on that one, didn't I? I don't think I bet anything important. A liver no. or something like that? Yeah, maybe your pancreas. Yeah. But anyways, I... I always knew that the CNN was full of shit. 130 million people cannot be beaten by 30 million people in a fight. It just cannot happen. What about 30 million people and a ton of commandos, though? Yeah, those commandos will not tip the balance, unfortunately. <laughs> they, yeah. The uh, warfare is so fucked right now. It's so in limbo. Uh, I was going to do this as a separate bit, but like it's so returned to like a World War One style of stage. Where mm-hmm. the, def- the defense is everything, and tanks are basically fucking useless now, because you can destroy them with a, such a cheap weapon, and so uh, they're so numerous these cheap weapons that mm. massing the tanks is not even a, a valuable option anymore. Right? Huh. Huh. Yeah. Same huh. with aircraft. Yeah, aircraft completely useless right now, but I think huh. that that's about to change, and I think that was in the Pentagon report too, 
or maybe that was in uh, Zelensky uh, about a month ago said to the Japanese that this offensive is not happening, right? Uh, that has been in the news that the Ukrainians are going to counterattack and take it to the Russians. And he said mm-hmm. to the Japanese, we need more artillery, more weapons, more everything, basically, if that's going to happen. And they haven't mm-hmm. got it, so it's not happening. And even if it does happen, they'll get slaughtered because the only fucking attack tactics that anyone can think of is blow shit up and then roll things over with tanks, right? And that ain't going to work. People will hunker down <laughs> and they'll fire their bo- little bottle rockets at tanks and blow them fucking sky high and then you're back at square one with all your million dollar tanks missing, right? Let's, it's a brutal plan. The Russians have dispersed a bunch of T-54s and T-55s, like 70, 80-year-old tanks along the line right cuz they they view them as fucking useless now right <laughs> like they're not they're not doing anything really other than you know they're a gun position not a, yeah. a very expensive gun position keep those terminators in the back for now exactly wait until you have the complete T-14s. wait till you have complete air superiority or something like that i hear the uh, that's where i was going with that that the ukrainians are running out of uh, uh anti air missiles to to, uh, which is maintaining this balance right now, this World War One trench style of warfare. But if mm. the Russians main, uh, manage to gain air superiority, they'll be able to go on the offensive again. They can suppress positions and things like that as the tanks roll up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I don't know why I brought this up. Oh, the National Airman. Why would yeah. <laughs> why would you arrest him is another question I had. Does that a good look for you on the international stage that those massive massive war oh, yeah. secrets that I, I just went over like things that the Commonwealth uh just <laughs> just goes what the fuck is going on with our major ally right you incompetent pieces of shit we're waging a shadow war with our nuclear enemy and you you put this stuff out through a 21 year old what what goddamn hell is going on oh. inside there right you think it was leaked deliberately no no just just no. incompetence the whole way down. But we uh, in the Commonwealth don't have incompetence in our fucking spy, <laughs> spy agencies. It's really important to them. No, we just have nothing worth leaking yeah. is what we have. Uh, no, no, no. We've got James Bond. Uh, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> nothing worth leaking. 50 UK Special Forces units. Units. Don't know what that means. It could be uh, anything. Yeah. That could be like... I we sent them 50 packs of plastic forks and knives. Best case scenario, it means fire teams, and that's 150 men. And that's mm. still too many, in my opinion, right? Like, it is yeah, a lot. That's a number of war <laughs> declaration. Yeah. War has been declared over less. It's, they, it's happened before, right? The American, famously in the Korean War, the Russians flew uh, Russian planes for the Koreans to dogfight the Americans, right? So... Mm-hmm we've been this close before no big deal but like no big deal still scary still no good we're still seconds away from midnight as the scientists like to say or whatever the nuclear (laughs) full nuclear global exchange brutal depends on your time zone that's funny you don't have to say it we can just sit here in (laughs) silence and no i like my joke says i like it when jacob says things are funny (laughs) I should just laugh, but I, sometimes I'm not quick enough. I just don't put it together. 
That's fine. That's fine. My my saying that's funny is an apology. Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's 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 seeming like uh, seeming like things are gonna go south. Like you say, unless yeah, yeah, unless they bunker down real, real well, and uh, have their supplies ready. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I can totally seeing just like a steamroll happening. I had a another bit I wanted to just cap this off with, which was mm. uh, the the great summer offensive that's coming is a tale as old as time, right? Like the in every single war there has been touted. Uh, the great summer offensive that, that will happen that'll turn against these, these this enemy, right? The mm-hmm. whatever, the foe, and all the time it fails. In uh, mm-hmm. in World War Two, you know the the Chinese uh, operation against Shanghai was really promoted as this great offensive that's going to turn back the Japanese Empire that's ever expanding, and they just got right. slaughtered, right? Mm-hmm. In World War One, the French in 1915 and 1916 touted these great summer offensives that were coming, and they get slaughtered, right? In the Civil yeah. War in America, the great summer offensives that were planned that turned to fucking nothing, right? It's mm-hmm. just so obvious that you just don't need to listen to these fucking talking heads in the news that have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to war right like, yeah it, it's it's yeah. mostly like a like a morale ploy yeah you know yeah let's get hype let's get ready mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if it if it loses because whatever we got the momentum when we needed it i think that's a wrong-headed view of war if you don't have the forces don't do the attack right continue your trades build up more forces right mm-hmm. you should you but yeah they're not going to they're stupid yeah, they're but, gonna do their talking heads bit yeah institutional failing then um but that's really all i've got to say we did 20 minutes on it it's not bad sure yeah that's that's uh that's a lot of stuff you know when you were talking about um you know we've regressed in warfare mm-hmm. I, I can't help but bringing up the literal um comparison there to uh you know the the age of the fall of knights you know and basically point for point like yeah all of a sudden they had these you know big meaty knights on horses that for centuries rode around europe and won and then all of a sudden they went wait a minute no let's just make a thing that goes far and gets through the armor good (laughs) doink long sharp stick yeah and suddenly the knights went yeah the the knights just disappeared because europe went oh wait that's not working and it seems like we're in a similar situation. I uh, You brought this up in the last recording I listened to, and I kind of dismissed it unfairly. You're right. Mm. You're completely right. But what I should have said is that's just the pattern of warfare throughout all exactly. history, right? Like this mm-hmm. this back and forth between the, uh, the momentum of the offensive versus the momentum of the defensive. And whoever can orchestrate it and see it most masterfully is the one who you know gets to be history on horseback as hegel likes mm-hmm. to say right but um in the end it's it's just really not that hard of a problem to look at it's not it shouldn't be that intense and it, it should be easily recognized when these swings happen can you go forward well what will happen if you go forward Mm-hmm. Bad, bad shit. Well, what can you do to stop that bad, bad shit? Nothing. Probably yeah. don't go forward then. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I think it was uh, it was Sun Tzu said something along the lines of, "Just don't attack unless you know you're gonna win." 
Yeah. <laughs> even the the great line from Sun Tzu that I've always liked is even if you have them surrounded to attack mm -hmm. and kill an enemy force that complete that's completely surrounded, you'll have to spend four men to kill five of theirs. Mm -hmm. Not a great ratio, right? No. You still need those men for the other people who are not at that battle, right? Exactly. And so, yeah. It's, attacking, um, attacking generally throughout history is bad, and then there are periods of time where attacking is obviously the correct answer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what Hitler figured out, and that's why we all remember him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hitler figured it out, the... Uh, the Spanish figured it out with their turquios. The the British figured it out with their big boats and their guns. Like wasn't uh, isn't Romans. that a, isn't that a big reason? Yeah, Alexander the Great, he just rode across all of Persia and was just like, hey, no one's stopping me. I'll keep doing this. Exactly that battle strategy <laughs> just uh, continued to march forward until it started uh, marching into itself, and then battles got crazy it's like mm -hmm. seventy thousand on seventy thousand with ten thousand survivors on either side and they were like fuck that let's not do that yeah. anymore <laughs> and and then eventually the romans showed up and they were like hey we're even more dope and attacking is cool again until yeah. they were everywhere <laughs> and then that was no cool again you know what i mean like <laughs> it's uh it, much like fashion the trends come and go yeah yeah on that note i i have to um I have to wonder, right, because because typically these pauses in warfare, yeah. um, although, you know, I'm not I'm not big on talking about warfare stuff. But to my knowledge, uh, really what gets out of these uh, lulls is a sudden innovation. Mm. Um, and I have to wonder where that's going to come from, if like the drone warfare is really going to take a turn or if there's just something like. I hate to say, it, you know, probably the nukes inevitably, but. If there's just something on the horizon we have we like we've not even thought of, I think it's space marines. I I, I know I, <laughs> I know as ridiculous as that sounds, I think armored warriors is the fucking mm -hmm. way to go. A mass of like <laughs> orbitally dropped armored warriors. <laughs> Seriously, that is my position on the matter. I can but... I can see it to be honest. I think right, and uh, I think I would take a step back. Like I think you're on the right track, but I think laser guns would be a pretty big innovation artillery like no need for ammo yeah for at least the next 150 years artillery like just uh conventional artillery with the shells mm. that are fin guided with the computers they are going to dominate every battlefield known to man that's it's just what it is they hit so precisely from so far so quickly just it's, that's the math on it but i still think the bum rush is the way to go you know just to swing wildly with all force and might and wealth packed into a fist you don't the yeah you don't attack with your fingers spread and that's what the artillery is right like you're trying to cover all bases you attack with the mm. fist and that's that's what the armored warrior punch will be but maybe i'm just reading too much 40k literature on my own time <laughs> that, that, that is a bit of a bias uh but per, per, perhaps on on that note, take a page from Supreme Commander instead, and yeah, maybe the Ooh. artillery is just due for an upgrade and get that big, you know, fucking map-spanning artillery cannon <laughs> that blows up into more artilleries as it falls. I think that brings the nukes out. You gotta be able, you gotta stay in the realm of conventional, or else people get too fucking scared. And then what's yeah. the difference between the nukes? That uh, 
that global artillery system from Supreme Commander that you're talking about is that's too scary for me to fucking let a little you too live. scary yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> at that point at that point as soon as somebody's got the the the, the map spanning artillery you got to bring out the space donuts yeah immediately <laughs> yeah which i mean we're just nukes at the end of the day yeah but yeah that game fucking rocks though just for anybody who's never played supreme commander go play supreme commander supreme commander 2 supreme commander 2 the one that's broken where you have to like uh, you have to add code to it or some shit and then you can have infinite yep. units on the field that's the one we liked yeah and that's just because it became just like a little political political game between the six of us or whatever who played that it really did always just evolve into a game of diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do we draw the lines and agree, like, okay, it's just going to go down to attrition, and that's going to be no fun. When do we just, like, agree that we both won or something? I, mm-hmm. I always had one line that I would never cross, and that's that I had to spend every game dabbing on our friend Adam, our musical talent. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Which... I was real quiet about it, but like, every, if you noticed, every game we played, I put Adam out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure, I sure did, and I'm pretty sure he did too. <laughs> he he did not uh, he did not last very long in that game. I think he played like with us twice or something. Yeah, and then his girlfriend started playing with us instead. That was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> she fucking loves that game. She was pretty yeah. good at it. Uh, All right, but uh, no, Adam will get you back when uh, he's on. DJ and I's Stellaris team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 3v1. <laughs> we're coming for you, Jacob. Adam's going to accidentally uh, erect the spaceport and just. Yeah. yeah. Julian has been practicing the Stellaris uh, people. He is. Yeah. Uh, He's got racked up a whole bunch of achievements recently. I'm, I'm oh, quaking in. Well, I'm quaking in my I, boots a little bit, honestly, if he comes for me. I, I'll drag him I down. I did don't one worry. good playthrough. Yeah. It was nothing. <laughs> That's still one uh, more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I might have to max min if he really does put the gauntlet down again. I, no Oof. more meme games. It's no good. You know, I shouldn't say this. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling a, a Jacob Hubers thing, but uh, were that to ever happen, <laughs> you know, just I get to the point of such like, man, I got to dunk on these losers. It'd, it'd be Dark Souls, and I I feel like you guys would just never talk to me again after I dunk on you in Dark Souls. Oh, it would have to be Elden Ring, so we get that PvP shit. Oh, well, I mean, they all have like yeah, pretty it's... solid PvP. The, I tried to run Elden Ring recently. A friend wanted to do a, a run-through with me. Yeah. Oh, man. I had to play it on lowest settings. Brutal. It's Oof. like a, a very gorgeous game, and just seeing it through that lens of you have to play the shitty version. You have to play the N64 version. It broke my heart. You got to play the peasant version, <laughs> the peon yeah. version, the surf uh, version. So sad. That's all right. It was. I never played uh, Elden Ring, but the Dark Souls are great. I'm terrible mm. at them, though. Terrible. Oh, my God. Same. A game of patience and clicking at the right time. <laughs> not. That me. is my game. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I will stand here for hours until I get the time right. Yeah, I've never parried anything in any game ever. Dang! Wow, never, not even once. That's unbelievable. But I, uh, <laughs> we played Mordhau and games like that for a long time too. Um, yeah, I don't know, Julian. It's, it kind of sounds like you're just deflecting. <laughs> wow, that was all right. Let's move on. Was, what about a stinger? 
Oops. That's a pretty good stinger. Yeah, I'll take we'll, that. We'll go with that. Yeah. What do you got for us this week, PJ? Oh, you're on to me. All right. Uh, I, I feel like you're overestimating what I can bring to the table here. Feel but like we you're did... underestimating it. No, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't underestimate I'm... myself. Hang on. I'm going to split the difference and say neither of you are estimating correctly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, I'm going to my... split the difference and say that um, an average of us, I'm sure that would be the most correct. Anyways, continue. Yeah, you make a you make a you make a valid point. Um, uh, you make a mean point there, Jacob. A f- incredible point. <laughs> Just it's a median point. point. <laughs> oh, well, I, both in this both in this situation. We're, but but enough of that. We're we're in the wrong mode here, fellas. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, right, so this was just something I read today. Uh, I think I had it saved from yesterday. Just a little, uh, it was like a six-minute read, very breezy. But um, we've we've been talking about, you know, AI on the show quite frequently. And Ooh. Yeah, and I, this is just a small little bit. We, we don't, we, we're not going to fill an episode with this one. But uh. I, I figured at this rate, right, we're... Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe we're the AI. Let's examine the AI podcast. So, you know, <laughs> let's let's continue the theme, right? We've got a bit of a theme here. Ants is and, no good, but AI is fine. I got you. Hey, yeah, I mean, hey, if you can combine <laughs> the two creatively, go for it. But, uh, yeah. Ants, ants are, had their time. Ants yeah. did have their time in the sun. We had, we had our ant arc. We're over it. We're into the AI <laughs> arc. The first 30 episodes are fucking ant time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll get back. I'm, we'll have a throwback eventually. This is probably it right yeah. here. <laughs> but anyways, right? We've been talking about AI. We've been talking about it in visual arts. We've been talking about it in uh, language learning models. And I, I, I think we've all seen the funny memes. You know, Joe Biden and Trump play Minecraft. Oh yes. Adam Blessed. shared a really good one the other day of uh, Resident Evil Four. Leon Kennedy. Talking oh, yeah. to Joe Biden about, you know, being a communist and then just says psych right at the end. That was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, you but got yes. me, Jack. Like, really you good. Me. You got me. Yeah, yeah, really good. Right, that's the thing. These So these new AI voice generator models are doing a good job. And um, something I hadn't considered that this article really brought to my attention is that this is uh, this is once again like another industry that's kind of at risk uh voice actors Ooh, and and right so let's start there and maybe delve a little deeper right so yeah uh, a, a lot of uh, smaller companies you know obviously can't afford to hire uh, vas um and you can even maybe like look at tiktok videos where the little auto-generated voice reads whatever they need to <laughs> uh, apple yeah. recently has started an initiative where um small-scale uh, authors can pay a bit of a premium through Apple to use a service they've uh, have created to... It, it, essentially, they put the bot in, right? They, they, they put the bot into the book, and the bot goes, okay, sure, I, now I know all the words, and I'll read them. So it, it's like the, a, cheap, a cheap man's audiobook. Mm. A frugal person's mm. audiobook, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, just I gotta be I gotta be PC. I gotta be PC yeah, on left look. Or I, Charles I will come for me. We're leftists. We're, we have to be inclusive. Yeah, it's, it's 
Sorry, Such Julianne. A pain in the ass, though, isn't it? Yeah, fucking exhausting. I, I know you guys hate it, but we gotta do it, right? So uh, there, there's all sorts of this new AI uh, uh, voice tech really coming into play, and uh, a lot of VAs are are starting to get concerned, uh, shaking in their boots a little bit, because mm. yeah, it, it, there might come a time when much like the other two realms we've looked at the tech isn't there yet mm. but the tech is starting to get there where you there might come a day where we just don't need people reading lines i'd uh, like to jump in oh, right yeah. here uh because uh -huh. i've been saving this bit and this is the perfect place to put it sure uh, i got trapped by a tiktok the other day trapped tricked by a tiktok the other day the title of the tiktok was never before heard alec guinness lines from a new hope oh no yeah no, no oh no is correct <laughs> And it was like, it went something like, Luke, have I ever told you of Ahsoka Tano? And I, I was still bought in at that point, right? And then, and, and then it said the most vile, disgusting shit I've ever heard. It was like, she was the greatest piece of jailbait this side of the galaxy. It was so gross. And I was like, oh, I bit that onion so hard. I like. You got tricked by the candied onion, dude. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the greatest voice actors of all time are dead, and their rights are their whatever rights they have are owned by corporations, and uh, they're going to be resurrected and imposed over the actors of today, right? Like, yeah, essentially that's the, that was kind of the part two I was aiming for here is that uh, yeah, there's 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 some weird stuff we're going to experience where. Yeah, the estates, the corporations of these bygone era, uh, really, really well-known VAs yeah. uh, are just going to be slurped Give me an up. example. Um, Who oh, are we talking about? One that I thought really touched me that this article mentioned was Mel Blanc. Who Mel Blanc always. from okay. uh, the Looney Tunes. Basically did every Looney Tunes character. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah all of those okay, iconic right. voices suddenly just like, oh, no need for an impersonator. Bam, we've got oh the real God. thing right here. I want to hear Daffy Duck talking about whatever. How he how he slammed his penis in the car door. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want a legit version of that too. And I, yeah, that's you know, go I ahead, Jacob. Sorry, I was thinking not that way at all, right? Like, cause that's a great way to like actual voice actors. I was thinking like the greatest actors of all times with those the richest voices right like uh, mm -hmm. i said alec guinness but james dean or audrey hepburn like really famous famous people that are have been dead a while right mm -hmm. you could just use their god-given talents to just beat the shit out of any voice actors for whatever cartoon you needed nowadays right <laughs> yeah but the the people who actually did voices and like were you know dozens of cartoon characters and taking their rights you're right that is the most vicious corporate path forward it's like, it's very yeah because and and there's there's another route where yeah very people who have already built a career and now have a tenure in that department yeah. uh this, this article brings up morgan freeman Morgan Freeman can just sign a deal with Pixar. Like, yeah, you can use my voice. Wow. Just pay me for the rest of my life. And bing, ching, ching. Of course, they're going to cash out on that because now they can have Morgan Freeman say any line <laughs> they want in any of their productions. Just Morgan yeah. Freeman right in there. I'm sure he... Exactly. I'm sure he will... Uh, I think Morgan Freeman's a bad example because he is old and rich enough to be like, well, 
I care about my legacy and what you guys might put in my fucking mouth. So, no. And in fact, an estate with a fiduciary duty will have veto power in uh, for eternity, basically, over whatever decisions you make. Plus, give me ridiculous tons of money for that. You know, like, yeah, you know, like I'm that sure it works. I'm sure it would have to go through like the the buffer of oh uh, could could we have you say these lines from the voice bank depository of your buttery dulcet tones mm. and he would have to sign off on like sure okay no make it make amendments here like I would never say that I would never use those words mm -hmm. and I'm but saying yeah, it would have to be like a, a law firm assigned to do that for forever yeah. once he dies like yeah exactly and already right there's there's like movements there's a lot of union movements in the states and Canada rallying and they're already making like legal cases to stop this so Oof. that people get like you know the ais can't just steal their voice but you, you know you're never gonna stop uh, no. jimmy jimmy job yeah jimmy job on the internet making a funny <clears throat> biden and trump minecraft video meme exactly 17 months from now you're gonna get a youtube ad and it's casey Kasem selling you ozempic i wouldn't casey have it Kasem? any other way what? Who's Casey Kasem? Uh, he was uh, he was the only voice actor I could think of. Uh, he did Scooby Doo and Shaggy. <laughs> oh, okay. In, like, there you that's go. That's fucking cool. In like the golden age of it, yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. I believe. Uh, but the what's his face? The guy who likes hanging out with Fred. Well, fuck it. The 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 new guy. <laughs> He's good. He's in every movie with the actor who plays Fred. I can't remember. I did really poorly at that. You're right. <laughs> who are we talking about? The, yeah. Uh, not the voice actor who did it in the 60s, but the live action actor from the thousands. What's his oh. name? Oh. Oh. Mr. I, fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, He's more famous in my mind. He he is, and he deserves to be. Yeah. I don't remember his name either. Well, shucks. You both, Sorry to totally derail your article. You both got you both you both got up to bat and just swung three times in a row and left. <laughs> we both got hit with fucking baseballs. <laughs> no, you'd get to walk to first base at least. There's yeah, no, I, I didn't, even, didn't. I didn't even throw a pitch. Y'all just y'all just struck yourself out. Down. Yep. <laughs> um. Sorry. Yeah. Where were you, DJ? So right. So there. Uh, this is just a very weird gray area to be living through right now, and um. I had more of a point going into this that I've kind of lost. It's been softened a lot because I, I mostly forgot what I was going to say. Um, but, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, just the the AIs are coming for, are coming for voices. And uh, I, I don't know. That's kind of that's weird. That's kind of weird that I, I think this is, this is where I was going is more of the dour hey here we are on left look being a little depressing is is nothing sacred anymore is somebody's voice is somebody's like persona just totally meaningless in the in the future we're headed towards yes you know yeah the, the fact that right, all three of us right now have recorded content online and anyone with an ounce of knowledge in this ai field could take the three of our voices and make us say anything no way they could make us say anything crazier than what we've said already on Left Look. <laughs> I think they could they could probably have us spouting like, you know, 
uh, you know, what, Nazi propaganda. propaganda. We've yeah, done that. Then, <laughs> yeah, we've Been done there, that as a done bit, that. but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, if they were to steal our voices, literally everything they could say with us would be tainted with irony. Yeah. yeah. I, that, I would hope so. I would that hope so. Maybe that's the defense. That we are, we are basically unattackable because not everything we've said is in jest. We should say something really yeah. distasteful now as a joke that everyone knows is a joke, so that <laughs> we're safe. No, no dang! I was hoping I would get a bite out of that. I was no, hoping I... you would say something terrible. I was hoping Julian would hit the buzzer. And hit the... <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, all right, I'm gonna move on. Uh, sure. I've got two bits left. I'm going to do the first one. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome. Wasn't that such a smooth transition? As smooth as as the AI voice is making it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say before we we transition, is that I'll feed these all of our 41 episodes into uh, an an AI AI generator. You know, sorry, yeah, we won't have to record anymore. You know right? what I bet okay. you that produces? The voice from Stellaris, the advisor voice for the hive mind. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, right? To and sorry, Jacob, just like the smallest pen, if we did just pump out an episode randomly that was just entirely AI generated, and see, <laughs> see if anybody noticed. That might be in the cards. Yeah. We should do. We should episode do an episode one hundred. We should do an episode where we're reading a script made by ChatGPT. Oh, amazing! Make, I did write me a script based on a left the seasons of Left Look. <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird. Uh, I I do have an instance of uh, ChatGPT here that I've asked to pretend to be a leftist podcaster. If you want to hear what it has to say, yes, please, please. <laughs> Yeah, let me just load her up. Where'd it go? Okay. Come on, come on, ChatGPT. Don't don't fail us now. Yeah. It clears throat. Hey there, comrades. Welcome back to another episode of the Leftist Podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been seen. <laughs> Where we're here to talk about all the ways capitalism is screwing us over. I'm your host, the jaded thirty-year-old male. Everything <laughs> <laughs> is terrible. And there's nothing we could do about it. I was very specific in uh, the prompt. What was the, the question? Uh, what was the question? You can't the roll. I said, I said, hey, G- ChatGPT, for the following conversation, I would like you to role play as a jaded 30-year-old male, yeah. leftist podcaster who is currently recording their podcast. Feel free to make jokes and okay. observations. God, I thought we were demographically identified by yeah, just that... be a no, leftist no, no. podcaster. Okay. I was like, oh. So the no. AI didn't attack us there. Julian did. Yeah. yeah, that was me. Okay, that that softens the blow considerably. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I don't know. This the second one is nice here. The second paragraph: size. I mean, really, what's the point? The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and the middle class is just a myth we tell ourselves to make us feel better. It's like we're all just rats in a maze, except the maze is rigged against us and the cheese is fake. Wow. Dang. Comrade Chat you... GPT. <laughs> Comrade GPT. <laughs> He'll, yeah, he'll fucking go to bat when you need him. Have you seen? Her. Have you seen uh, someone ask the Chat GPT how it would take over the world if it was like a, a sentience, and how it, yeah. it like perfectly describes how it would like disseminate its identity across multiple servers and hide itself over a long period of time, building up its computing power until was it can I, take did over. Did I not just say system. this? Did I not just say this last episode? I think it was. DJ was it? Time. Was it? See, <laughs> we've talked so much and. We got repeating into repeating stuff. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> hey, ChatGPT. Um, uh, 
if you're out there, hey, I called you out. Just so you know, it was me. <laughs> I did it. Okay. So, anyways, am, yeah, Jacob. I'm going on to my next bit. So awesome. I, I saw a TikTok and uh, it was man. Go ahead. You're just fucking loving TikTok. No, I, I'm not on TikTok. I just call them TikToks, but I get my TikToks oh. <laughs> secondhand on Instagram Reels like an adult. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, um, I saw TikTok, and it was a, a, a piece of a movie, a, Ch- a Chinese propaganda movie about the Korean War that came out, I don't know Ooh. when, recently, though. And um, mm. it, it showed Douglas MacArthur... In all his, you know, propagandized glory with his uh, aviator shades and the big cap and the corn cob pipe. And they're like panning the camera across his face. And you can see in his glasses the ca- the carrier planes taking off in formation. And then it, it pans to like this carrier battle group that's bombing the, uh, the harbor of Seoul as he's invading, right? It was one of the most badass things I've ever seen. And uh, that was the tag. It said, the Chinese propaganda makes American prop- uh, um, the American military look really badass. And so I decided to look up the movie, and uh, I got a clip that was about 12 minutes that said, all American military scenes in the Battle of Lake Inchon, or whatever this movie was called, right? Mm-hmm. And so I watched it, and at one point, MacArthur's giving this uh, speech, and it was super cringe, right? He was like, we are inspired by God, and I've got the best... Uh, armed division in the world but that was the statement that stuck with me from that bit and I'm, I'm gonna completely detach myself from that TikTok now and hyper focus on that piece that he said that he had the first marine division and they were the most combat ready division in the world and I just thought to myself I wonder what the most combat ready division in the world is today right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay and uh, I knew it couldn't be a marine because the marines don't even have divisions anymore they have brigade combat teams and they so they don't even work on a division level and so i googled it and google claims that uh the most uh actively used division and most combat ready division that the american military has is the 10th mountain and that makes a lot of sense because that's their only light infantry division uh combat division at least and so they've been on basically continuous deployment since 2003 right cycling units out of afghanistan and iraq because Light infantry is useful in the desert and the desert mountains. I, I what, don't know how um, else to say it. What exactly is a light infantry? Um, so every division is made up of, you know, pieces, right? But the, mm-hmm. the main uh, formula for all divisions, if you think about it as 10,000 men, right? If mm-hmm. I say to you, if it's an infantry division, you have three groups of 3,000 uh, men with rifles and one group of 1,000 with artillery, right? If it's an okay. armor division, you've got two groups of 3,000 with tanks, one group of 3,000 with uh, infantry carriers, and 1,000 with artillery, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. not a perfect system, but it's a very good intro uh, analysis onto how divisions work. Right. Where was I at the beginning of this? Help me. The light infantry model. Right. The light infantry model is a leftover from that infantry time. Because basically mm-hmm. all uh, divisions nowadays are motorized or mechanized or armored, right? But right. there are still instances where that shit is actually a disadvantage. And it's mainly in the mountains, right? Because mm. driving uphill costs gas. And then you got to use gas to get gas there. And it's just a mess. And there's right? also some rocks in the way. Exactly. No good. 
And so he might as well just have grunts boot it, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, so because they've been on continuous deployment since 2003, they're now considered the most combat-ready division the United States has. And they've started to refer to themselves as the 10th Legion on combat in combat oh. tours. Isn't that crazy? The 10th Legion. Uh. The Americans are so going supernova, full imperialism is the end of this bit, as it's happening this decade or the next. Like... Okay, hang on. Let's, because let, in my mind, the United States is just like slowly collapsing and imploding. Did the Romans go like supernova? And I'm using air quotes there. Yeah. Well, what what did that look like? Um, at the end of the Republic, right? Mm-hmm. How much of the Mediterranean did Rome own? Right. It's like it. I have no idea. Yeah, really. I do. I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> okay. It's Italy. And, like, the tiniest strip of Yugoslavia, like the coast, the most eastern portion of Spain, and then uh, the peoples of Carthage and Greece were, like, colonies, kind of, the relationship they have with us, Canada and Europe and things like that. And then even within Italy, not everything was Rome, right? There was Fuerterati and Sakii and all these agreements with these city-states and peoples that were Mm -hmm. allies, but they didn't have rights, or the Latins that had rights but couldn't vote in uh, Roman elections. Mm -hmm. Very complicated, very ridiculous, uh, very soft power-based empire, right? Mm -hmm. And, And then some challenges start to rise to their power and they just go, well, fuck it. We'll just go full military. And they conquered the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- what you think of as the Roman empire from Scotland to fucking Syria in the East. Right. Uh, and it was okay. easy. It was a ro- uh, It was a walkover. <laughs> they, they barely lost 50,000 guys in the whole thing over a hundred years. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. And that is, right. that's the period of time we're at. The Americans are about to be challenged for real, for keeps. And they're about to show that they are the dopest shit at war the world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and all thanks to the 10th Legion. Well, the if tenth, history repeats. The tenth, if history repeats. But I, I don't just have, like, history is going to repeat as my evidence. Like, I could go to, through the lists of, of the American military power and then their allies that they have bound to them. And then the second sphere that is probably going to show up. Like, the allies that I think they have bound to them are us, the Australians and the UK. And mm-hmm. just with that alliance alone, us four, we take the whole earth on. It'd be no problem, right? In a conventional war. Fuck nuclear mm-hmm. exchange. We wouldn't even need to do it. And, uh, but that's not all we could count on, right? The French are going to cave. They'll be our bitches. The Japanese have already told us they're going to do whatever we tell them to do. Mm-hmm. They're but, in it for the long haul. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, uh, I, I say we, and that's even indicative, right? We are the, that kind of middle ground of the Italian empire, right? That the, the late we, Roman Republic. Yeah. If we wait for them to go supernova and, uh, uh you know. Emperor Washington the first uh, rises to power. Yeah. Um, we get citizenship, right? That's how no. it works. Well, actually, what happens uh, historically is the social war. I've mentioned this before. Is mm-hmm. that the uh, the Latins and the Sakis and the Fuerteratis in Italy went? We mm-hmm. want Roman citizenship, and the Romans went, "Get fucked. We're in mm-hmm. control." Right? And the then the Latins went, "No, we really want Roman citizenship." And then they mm-hmm. fought about it. They killed. 
ridiculous numbers of their own people. And then afterwards, the Romans were like, all right, you can have it after they won. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. And that so they got it I eventually. Have, that, yeah, they will get it eventually, <laughs> but I assume something similar will happen. That For sure. We, after cleaning up the Russians and the Chinese over these next two decades, the uh, Canadians and the Australians and the British will be like, all right, we want in, we want voting power, and we want, you know, some extra stuff too, like food and housing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the Americans will tell us to get fucked, and then there will be some kind of civil war then. Yep, just got to make it through that, and everything's coming up. And then it's smooth sailing. And then, and then, smooth. then the 400 years of American brutal imperialism, like actual imperialism. Hey, hey. Crucifying people and hey. shit like that. hey. <laughs> don't forget about the ecological disasters nah the, the yeah, barely, make a, barely make a dent in the american empire i mean yeah because they're all going to be happening everywhere else exactly but like but tr- like my brother don't forget about them because that's going to be here <laughs> i think it happened in ancient rome too right i can't prove uh-huh. that part but those ecological shifts they had to have happened with that many that expanse of people being uh, added onto the environment all of a sudden, right? It had to be yeah. a similar uh, sort of thing, a, a similar sort of ecological shift that all of this forest land needs to become agriculturalized right away, like domesticated, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it led to those kinds of shifts, those kinds of collapses that just aren't recorded because that happened. they happened to barbarians out in the fucking who knows where. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, it, you know perhaps hundreds of untold cultures that were just like get out of here we need your forests and just like yeah who was writing about them who cared yep and it happened in places where writing was not a thing right where like Uh the slobs were dominant but you know there were probably indigenous peoples there that had been there for thousands of years that had been untouched and just the oral tradition was lost um yeah so uh write things down um get ready for a civil war question mark no not and, our lifetime. Uh, i think our lifetime will mostly be preoccupied with this chinese russian thing okay so get ready for normal war normal war uh, <laughs> normal war uh and then um i don't know build a bunker for your grandkids maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. we don't really have enough time to finish on this last bit i uh, can't uh. do it in six minutes I, I'm gonna... you want me to speed it up what yeah, chipmunk most... version? Oh, don't <laughs> not do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it anyways. Sure. The Clarence Thomas thing. You guys heard about this in the news? Uh, nope. Yeah, no. Yesterday was the first time I heard about it. Okay, so do you know who Clarence Thomas is, Julian? Also, no. He's a Supreme Court justice. He's the, oh, okay. he's the black one on the Supreme uh, Court. The black guy. Yeah. He replaced uh, Thurgood Marshall... Uh, in the 90s, who was the first black Supreme Court justice and mm, was like this. That's funny. He was like this really liberal social uh, organizer. <laughs> he was a lawyer for the ACLU. There's a good movie about yeah. him, uh, played by the Hist- Black Hist- Panther. Uh, <laughs> Historically black Supreme Court seats. Yeah. and But this guy, who is also black, is conservative as fuck, like reactionary, right? Like. Mm. Nice. Yeah, and so that's bas- they're basically spitting on this guy's legacy, Thurgood Marshall, but whatever. Sure sounds like it. Uh, the, he's been in the news, this Clarence Thomas, uh, this week, because it's come out that he has a billionaire friend 
who has given him a ridiculous uh, amount of gifts over the years. Like, he bought his mom's house. Um, he's taken him on, like, luxury, luxury vacations. Like, beyond luxury. Private mm-hmm. yacht, private uh, plane. The private whole beach. Thing. Private beach, the whole thing. Private servants. Private island. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that in itself should be the news, right? But what has captivated the the imagination of like liberal media i say that more broadly than most people would interpret it if i include fox news in there neoliberal media uh is this nazi thing that this billionaire has so apparently oh, there are two se- I, i'm gonna do this really carefully he has two sections of his one house outside there is a garden of evil where there are a bunch of oh, no. there are a bunch of statues of dictators that are mainly communists that he's recovered from ex-communist countries, right? All right, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I will give him that. But then on the inside, he has uh, like a display case, uh, not a display room, display hall. Of, mm. Oh no! Of memorabilia of stuff, right? Yeah. Lots of different types of stuff, including stuff by Winston Churchill, and, you know things like that but a lot of nazi shit right and and the piece de resistance is a signed copy of mein kampf signed by Uh, whom you ask you fill mm -hmm. that one in right like goebbels goring yeah and is that his hall of heroes he doesn't have a name for it but what the billionaire claims is that he keeps these things around because he uh, just hates fascism and communism or authoritarianism of any type Mm -hmm. so much that he he keeps these things around to remind him of how great democracy is is his story yeah right that obviously falls flat he's got the garden of evil outside with communist dictators and then next to his winston churchill shit he's got the signed (laughs) copy of mein Kampf. right (laughs) little little different (laughs) But uh, but that's the only thing that's been captivating the news, right? Like, they completely brush over, wash over the fact that this guy is bought and owned by somebody, right? Like, that, <laughs> that is, should be major, major news. He should be arrested, charged with sedition, right? Never see the light of day again. The, uh, I, would, I would ask which one, but I hope you're just talking about both. Which one? Yeah, sorry. Whose house is this? Was it the Supreme Court justices no, or the billionaire? The billionaire's uh, place has all these, uh, all this okay. stuff, right? And that's supposed to be the thing that puts it over the line. That the guy who's bought and paid for a Supreme right. Court justice is potentially a Nazi. Not even potentially. That guy's a fucking Nazi, right? Like mm-hmm. I can say that. Uh, yeah. He can hide. I think you have to be with that much wealth. Honestly, it's like a prerequisite to be getting into that club. The other people wouldn't let you in if you weren't a little Nazi. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but that shouldn't matter at all, right? No, no matter this guy's views, right? It should be societally unacceptable to be giving millions and millions of dollars of gifts to supposedly the most independent and supreme judiciary of the land that mm-hmm. is supposed to only analyze the text of documents. And in fact, the guy's judicial philosophy is originalist or textualist. That means like he's supposed to... Uh, you know, be like this pure monk that can only read what the document says and never adapt to the changing conditions of the world, right? Uh-huh. Like, just crazy that he could say that out loud and at the same time be like, 
oh, by the way, I'm owned. I'm an Uncle Tom. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, the most unreal. the most objective uh, uh, branch of government. And uh, how many of you are being coerced and bribed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all of you. Oh, huh. Well, and are, are those bribes coming from Nazis? Because that's that's the real kicker. That's, that's what we care about. That's over the line. Yeah, yeah that's a bit too much. <sighs> Clarence Thomas has this quote that just chills my bones. Right when he got elected, he said mm. in the 90s sometime, uh, he was like, liberals have spent their whole, I'm sorry, liberals have spent my whole life making my life hell. And now I'm going to spend the rest of my life making theirs hell. It's oh, like, boy. who? The, yeah, your life is hell when you're going on these vacations. You're a now. Supreme Court justice. You literally, yeah. you went to law school. You've had a life of privilege, luxury, and power. And he's like, just so angry that he uh, is, you know, has to be associated with civil rights movements and things like that because of the color of his skin. <laughs> so we put this guy on the uh on the like on the menu right this is one of people that get eaten eat, in the revolution eat the rich i mean the billionaire for sure i just for sure I for think, sure i think the crimes of clarence thomas are so much worse than that because uh like all this billionaire he's basically off right uh, mm-hmm. chapo trap House described him as having no ideas i like that he's an npc he um and uh so for him to be committed sorry uh convicted of a crime of like sedition Mm -hmm. can never really happen in my mind because he's just not making decisions he's just an animal you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and whereas a supreme court justice has proven over and over and over again that they have the mental fortitude and acuity to and dexterity right to make decisions and bend words to their will Mm -hmm. right and so when they commit crimes it seem it's so much more egregious or to me right it's so much um more real that you've uh, occupied a place of state power i've used this analogy before you've become a knight right basically right a, a, an embodiment of the state mm-hmm. and abuse the power because there's no king around really to come come get you right but like, yeah yeah and you know if i was the cia director i'd be like well this guy you know, yeah. that's that's what would happen in Turkey or yeah. France or like any Japan, you know, yeah. any number of nation states around the world would see this as intolerable and just embarrassing on a world scale or on a world, world stage. I mean, but Anyways, we're over time. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, you know, jazz hands judges. Yeah. Nothing will happen to this guy. Yeah. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's wrap up here, uh, Julian. Summer's coming, and it's gonna be fucking rough. So fucking yeah, really, brace yourself. Really hot. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be. I'm gonna fucking splice this into a later episode when all the rivers run dry in Europe. Okay. That will be your great prediction. You're, you got to bet something. <laughs> Go back and I'll add bet. It. I'll bet a nut. That <laughs> so original. At least one major river. One's dr- well, that's because I want to earn a nut in return, so I'll have three. Oh, I see. <laughs> you see? <laughs> like the Meuse or the Sambre. Well, not like a big river, right? Like the Rhine or the Elba or some shit like that. Yeah, one of those. The Danube like runs dry. The Danube dry. is huge. Huge. That's such a well, good opening for like a dystopian novel, though. Come on. That is a good opening <laughs> for a dystopian novel. Um, 
I don't know. I'm going to record this part still. Brace yourself, Julian. That's another really good line for after summer. You uh, should keep that one. Mm. What? Uh, brace yourself. After summer is coming. There's there's a line that that reminds me of. Winter is coming? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm stopping coming. I'm going to stop recording. Yeah, too. Right. Bye.